Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Anti-racism demonstration this weekend. And critic Kanye P-, P. takes a look at the new holiday movie, Violent Night. CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Peter King in Orlando in a year that's seen Americans spend more for less because of inflation. We have optimistic words from Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. I believe by the end of next year, you will see much lower inflation if there's not a, an unanticipated shock. Yellen tells CBS in 60 Minutes there's a risk of a recession, but something not necessary to bring inflation down. She says she's also pleased with employment numbers. We are at or beyond full employment. And so it is not necessary for the economy to grow as rapidly as it has been growing to put people back to work. Nearly 34 years after the Pan Am Flight 103 bombing, a Libyan national suspected of making the bomb has been arrested and is in this country. CBS Chris, CBS's Christian Benavides. The Justice Department says Abu Ajila Massoud is in U.S. custody and will face charges in Washington. Those killed included 35 Syracuse University students. Sunday, the school's chancellor said in part in a statement, today's news is a significant milestone in a decades-long process to bring those responsible for this despicable act to justice. The mother of victim Nicole Boulanger says the tragedy haunts her every day. It's very important that the people who perpetrate these crimes are brought to justice. NASA's Artemis moon flight is over after passing its most crucial test. That was getting it back safely. More from CBS's Mark Strassman. Splashdown. Orion is in great shape. Recovery teams pulled the Orion capsule from the Pacific. But the mission's biggest test came during Sunday's return. Orion slammed into the Earth's atmosphere at 25,000 miles per hour. The heat shield had to hold up against temperatures of 5,000 degrees, half as hot as the surface of the sun. We're going to look at the data very carefully, but uh, I would say very happy with what we've seen so far. Brittany Griner didn't want to spend some quiet time after being released by Russia. She wanted to talk, and she did with everyone on the plane that brought her back to the U.S. That from Special Envoy Roger Carstens, who tells CNN's State of the Union that he's now looking ahead. So as I'm shaking Brittany's hands, and we're taking to the aircraft and having this great conversation, My brain's already thinking about Paul Whelan. Mm -hmm. What can we do to get him back? What's our next move? What's the strategy? The Russians have been holding Whelan since 2018 in Washington. Shania Twain, part of the entertainment for the National Christmas Tree Lighting Ceremony near the White House, shown on CBS and just wrapping up. This is CBS News. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. 903, Sunday, December 11th, 2022. Gradual clearing tonight, 41 headed down to the 30s. Good evening. Nice to be with you on this Sunday evening. I'm Dick Iuliano. Top local stories we're following this hour. While many people in Southern California are celebrating USC's Heisman Trophy winner, People in our area are also celebrating. It's the first time a player from our region 
has brought home college football's highest individual honor. Heisman winner Caleb Williams played at Gonzaga College High School for Coach Randy Trivers. A native Washingtonian be able to take home one of the most prestigious prizes that we have in, in athletics. The sophomore standout transferred to USC this past year and brought the team to the Pac-12 championship with only two losses on the season. Caleb has a unique ability to, in big moments and in pressure situations, make things almost look routine. Williams, during the award ceremony on ESPN, had this to say about his former coach. Coach, you may not know this, but the Gonzaga mantra that you drilled into us, men for others, has helped inspire me to create the Caleb Karras Foundation, which is all about giving back. Luke Luker, WTOP News. An incident report has been released on Wednesday's deadly encounter at the Metro Center Station between a man and an FBI agent. The report goes over what took place during that incident. It says the suspect, identified as 28-year-old Troy Bullock, pushed the agent over a concrete railing where they both fell about eight feet. Shortly after, it says the agent shot Bullock, killing him. Other details included in the report are that Bullock had a gun on him at the time and that he was a felon in possession of a weapon. What's not included in the report is if he had the gun out before the shooting and the identity of the FBI agent. A case should James, WTOP News. The wife of Maryland's only Republican in Congress has taken the reins as the head of the state GOP. In a state where Democrats have a two-to-one voter registration edge and after crushing losses in every statewide race and many county-level races, the Maryland Republican Party taps the wife of Congressman Andy Harris as its new chair. Nicole Buse-Harris's election was announced on social media Saturday following a party summit in Hanover that was closed to the media. She gets the job over Gordana Schifanelli, this year's GOP nominee for lieutenant governor, and Baltimore businessman Tim Fazenbaker, both of whom were reportedly unhappy with the selection process. Ian Crawford, WTOP News. Prince William County Supervisor Pete Candlin is resigning effective Friday. He says he came to the decision after receiving the Commonwealth's attorney's latest opinion regarding his participation in critical Board of County Supervisor decisions. Supervisors generally approved plans for the PW Digital Gateway project last month, but Candlin had signed on with his neighbors in support of the massive data center project and thus According to the Commonwealth's attorney, he had to recuse himself from votes on the matter. Georgetown University students protested and demanded justice this weekend for the victim of an alleged hate crime. Back in April, Lahana Giles says a white student went on a racist tirade targeting black people. Giles took a video of the incident and reported it to the university, but... They lost footage. How is that possible in 2022? Dozens of students protested for more accountability Saturday. If I'm being completely honest, I was surprised that people came out to the sit-in. I was shocked to see that people cared about what happened to me. Giles told NBC4 the support from fellow students shocked her. In an email from Georgetown University to the community, the college said it fell short and promised to enhance its bias reporting system. Coming up after traffic and weather, critic Kuya P offers his thoughts on the new holiday movie, Violent Night. It's 9.07. I'm Katie from Long Roofing. My great-grandfather founded the Long Legacy with reliability, value, and quality in mind. 
cooler weather is coming, so it's a great time to make sure your roof is ready for the season. Small leaks can lead to big problems like structural damage and even mold. Stay warm and cozy under your long roof. Schedule a free estimate today and you'll see we do roof replacement the right way, the long way. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. 908. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th to Steve Dresner in the WTOP Traffic Center. In the district, looks like we've cleared up the crash. Northbound 395 inside the 3rd Street Tunnel before you get to the light at New York Avenue. Travel lanes are open. Quite on the freeway, no issues to report on DC 295 or I-295. Over in Virginia, good ride both directions on the Beltway. No problems we can find on 66. And traffic moving nicely on 395 and 95. No major issues along the GW Parkway. In Bluemont, both directions of Blue Ridge Mountain Road just south of Route 7. At last report, traffic alternating due to a broken down vehicle. In Maryland, quite on the Beltway throughout Montgomery County and Prince George's County, 95 and the BW Parkway in good shape between the two beltways. We're finding in Frederick County the road work set up northbound 270 between Route 85, the Bucky's Town Pike, and I-70. Single left lane does get you by with no delays, and we're good to go. Eastbound Route 50 from the Capitol Beltway out to the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Currently, three lanes are open westbound, two eastbound. No issues along Route 301 or at the Nicemack Middleton Bridge. Steve Dresner, WTOP Traffic. And now to Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. Partly cloudy tonight, temperatures falling into the mid to upper 30s. Mostly sunny for your Monday with highs in the mid to upper 40s. Tuesday, low 40s with plenty of sunshine. Wednesday, partly sunny, highs in the low to mid 40s. Wednesday night, everything changes as we track our next disturbance. That disturbance will bring with it rain to the region Wednesday night through Thursday, but should be cold enough where we actually see some sleet in the D.C. metro area and the farther north and west you head from D.C., you may even get some snow. By Thursday, it turns into rain. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. 41 outside the WTOP studios brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 9-10. Santa Claus is coming to town to kick some bad guys' butts in a new movie now in theaters. You have $300 million in your personal vault. That's what I want for Christmas. Are you going to help the Santa? Yeah, Trudy. Time for some season's beatings. It's called Violent Night, and John Aaron talked about it with Kuya P of Nerds Rule the World. All right, John, before we talk all things Violent Night, I have to ask you, is Die Hard a Christmas movie to you? Absolutely, without a doubt. What do you think? I completely agree. I mean, it's so happening take- right around Christmas. It's, a, it's the backdrop. You, you can't have Die Hard without Christmas. 
110%. All right, so let's take the themes of Die Hard. You know, a guy scaling up Nakatomi Tower to save the folks inside. We're going to take that. We're going to turn it into Santa Claus as our hero, and we're going to put it in a family compound where they've been taking over mercenaries, one of them being John Leguizamo as our villain, and the family inside, they're on the nice list. And it's the Christmas wish of the young lady that's in there for Santa Claus to help save her. So, you know, Santa Claus was trying to deliver those toys because she's on the nice list and find out that there's a bunch of naughty people on the list, including John Leguizamo. So any good Santa Claus is there to save the day. This movie is amazing. It's a riff on Silent Night turned Violent Night. And it's uh, over-the-top action gore. It's for the more mature fan. I'd say uh, a good age is about 16. So if you have some teenagers in there, they can check this out. It's not over-the-top, like, slasher type, but this is a good action film mixed with Christmas. It's in tune for the holiday. Who wouldn't want to see Santa go to town and use some peppermint sticks, all the various objects that we know of Christmas in some very action-type ways. It's so much fun. Does it go for laughs at all, or is it, like, strictly a, oh, a totally. violent thing? Oh, totally. You're going to laugh your butt off because of just the themes of it. Prancer just acting a fool, which if, you, if you're if you a Christmas fan, you know Prancer's always the reindeer that cuts up. The script is so well done. It goes for the laugh. It goes for the action. It's an all-around super fun film for this holiday that I think is now going to be in everyone's rotation every year now. Okay, Violent Night. That's Kuya P of Nerds Rule the World on Skype. Stay with us, won't you? Coming up here on WTOP, we'll tell you about the Washington Capitals with a strong showing tonight in Winnipeg against the Jets. 913. The following is a paid commercial by Eli Lilly. Living with metastatic breast cancer can be overwhelming. When I received my diagnosis, I didn't need anyone to tell me I was strong. What I needed was more time. Brazinio, a bimethiclic 150 milligram tablets plus Fulvestra is for HR positive, HER2 negative metastatic breast cancer that has progressed after hormone therapy. In a clinical study, women taking Brazinio in combination with Fulvestra live significantly longer for a median of 46.7 months versus 37.3 months on Fulvestra alone. Diarrhea is common, may be severe, or cause dehydration or infection. At the First sign, call your doctor, start an antidiarrheal, and drink fluids. Before taking Fresenio, tell your doctor about any fever, chills, or other signs of infection. Fresenio may cause low white blood cell counts, which may cause serious infection that can lead to death. Life-threatening lung inflammation can occur. Tell your doctor about any new or worsening trouble breathing, cough, or chest pain. Serious liver problems can happen. Symptoms include fatigue, appetite loss, stomach pain, and bleeding or bruising. Blood clots that can lead to death have occurred. Tell your doctor if you have pain or swelling in your arms or legs, shortness of breath, chest pain, and rapid breathing or heart rate. Common side effects include nausea, infections, low blood cells and platelets, decreased appetite, headache, abdominal pain, fatigue, vomiting and hair thinning loss. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medications you take. And if you're a nursing or pregnant or plan to be pregnant. Strength is one thing. The chance to spend more time with the people I love, that's everything. With Fresenio, more time is possible. Ask your doctor if Fresenio is right for you and visit Fresenio.com or 1-844-837-9364. Fresenio is available by prescription only. The weather we get in the morning may not be the weather we get in the afternoon. Welcome to Washington. Freezing rain moving into our area. Temps are expected to nosedive. Get the latest Storm Team 4 updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. WTOP News. Everything you need, every time you listen. Just ahead. Job market still stable, rounding out 2022. I'm Mark Hamrick. I'll take a look at the employment situation in the U.S. in my report coming up. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. So much going on today besides the NFL, including the Caps and the Maryland women. Let's go to Rob Fork. All right, Dick, we uh, start with the Capitals. They broke it open in the second period, but it's not over in 
uh, Winnipeg just yet. The uh, Jets scoring twice in this third period to make it a 4-2 game uh, more than midway through this final frame. And Charlie Lindgren had a 19-save shutout through two periods. Winnipeg would score twice on eight shots early in the third. The uh, Caps putting up all four of their goals in a huge second period, headlined by what was the first goal on a penalty shot in nine years. Uh, It was scored by uh, Marcus Johansson, his seventh of the year. But the uh, celebration continues in College Park. The 20th-ranked Maryland women finally get the better of the storied UConn program, pulling off an 85-78 upset of the number 6 Huskies in what Coach Brenda Freeze called a grind. Just can't say enough about our resiliency of um, executing defensively. We knew we needed to do that since we were going to be outmanned on, on the glass, which we were. But our defense and turning them over... Yeah, turning them over 22 times. It led to 21 points. It's their first win over UConn in eight all-time tries. Meanwhile, the 13th-ranked Maryland men's team, uh, their bid for an upset of a top-10 opponent fell short in a 56-53 loss to number 7 Tennessee. They shot an awful 12% in the first half. That would prove to be too much to overcome for the Terps. In other men's action, Howard fell to VCU 70-60. Navy took Towson to overtime. They would go on to win 71-69. Navy football announcing today, Ken Niamatololo is out as head coach after 15 seasons at the helm in 25 years with the school. Defensive coordinator Brian Newberry takes over on an interim basis. And NFL Week 13 playing out well for Washington, and they're not even playing. The uh, Giants and Seahawks both lose today. That pushes the Commanders into control of the sixth spot in the uh, playoff uh, uh, seating there in the NFC. Uh, And uh, obviously they're going to have to take on those Giants next week, so things get real interesting in the Sunday night or next week. The Baltimore Ravens remain atop the AFC North. They're winning Pittsburgh uh, keeps them uh, level with uh, Cincinnati at nine and four. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Okay, Rob, we are at nine seventeen. Coming up after traffic and weather, the top stories we're following for you this hour: the Libyan man suspected of making the bomb that destroyed a passenger plane over Lockerbie, Scotland, three decades ago, is in United States custody. Alarming signs pointing to a difficult winter ahead. For COVID, the oldest Americans and those who care for them. And wintry weather is moving toward us from the western states and could be in our region by Wednesday night. Stay with us here at WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. Right now, 918. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Steve Dresner in the WTOP Traffic Center. In Virginia, traffic moving well in both directions. Currently on the Capitol Beltway, no problems to report on 66. And we're in good shape on 395 and 95. But in the Woodbridge area on northbound Route 1 at Dale Boulevard, the lanes are blocked. You're under police direction. Northbound traffic currently diverted at Blackburn Road. In the district, a good ride along the freeway. No problems to report on DC 295 or I-295. And in Maryland, we're in good shape on the Capitol Beltway throughout Montgomery County and Prince George's County. Now, northbound 95 up near the Baltimore Beltway. The road work is currently set up block in the left lane. And the left exit ramp to go the Baltimore Beltway's inner loop is blocked. 
We also have road work in Frederick County northbound on I-270 between Route 85, the Buckeystown Pike, and I-70. It's a single left lane getting you by that work zone. No problems to report currently on the BW Parkway or Route 50. At the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, it looks like we're already down a lane on the westbound span, so two to the left getting over that westbound span. And two lanes are currently open eastbound. This holiday season, give everyone on your list Maryland Lottery Holiday Scratch-Offs with instant prizes up to $100,000 and weekly second-chance cash drawings. Please play responsibly. Steve Dresner, WTOP Traffic. And now Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. Tonight, partly cloudy conditions. Temperatures fall into the mid to upper 30s. For your Monday, a chilly start and a cool finish. Highs peak tomorrow in the upper 40s. As we head through your Monday, we'll get nice breaks in the clouds that should give a good amount of sunshine. We'll remain dry, but there's a chance for an isolated shower mainly east of I-95 tomorrow evening. As far as conditions go, it will be gusty. Winds could gust as high as 25 to 30 miles per hour on Monday. Tuesday, highs will be in the low to mid-40s. The day should be filled with sunshine and blue skies before clouds return on Wednesday. Highs on Wednesday will be in the low to mid-40s. Wednesday night into Thursday morning, we are tracking a chance for not only showers, but a wintry mix. Some rain and snow possible, mainly north and west of D.C., and some sleet possible in the D.C. metro area. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. 41 outside the WTOP studios, brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP, one of Maryland's tough gun laws is being challenged in court. It's 921. This is a St. Jude moment. Braxton was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma, which is a brain tumor. We have an amazing team that fights for the best outcome for Braxton. Being part of the research makes us feel like we're doing our take. So if we can put our little piece of the puzzle in it, I would do it over and over again. Because I don't want another family to have to go through what we're going through. Seeing the research team keep going all night makes me relieved. I was up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I saw a meeting going on. And I was like, oh my god, no one sleeps here? (laughs) Which is fantastic, because they are literally trying to find a cure 24 hours a day. They're not willing to give up. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. The following is a paid commercial message. He was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never went to college. He never traveled more than 200 miles from the place where he was born. He went through a mockery of a trial and was nailed upon a cross between two thieves. And when he died, he was laid in a borrowed tomb. Nineteen centuries have come and gone, and today he is still the centerpiece of the human race. All the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever sailed, all the parliaments that ever sat and all the kings that ever reigned put together have not affected the life of man on this earth as powerfully as this one solitary life. Not a sermon, just a thought, and Merry Christmas. For more information, check out our website, notasermon.com. That's notasermon.com. 
is WTOP News. It's 923. Maryland's law prohibiting many semi-automatic rifles could be changed after a federal court case. Judges on the U.S. Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals have heard arguments brought by a group of Maryland gun owners and gun rights activists. Attorney Pete Patterson for the plaintiffs argues that recent Supreme Court decisions from earlier this year show the state's current laws are unconstitutional. Law-abiding citizens have a right to use firearms that are in common use today. He pointed to nearly 20 million being sold in the U.S. Maryland's Assistant Attorney General Robert Scott says these guns aren't protected. Because they are similar to M16s and other military-style weapons. The case was brought before the same court last year and they ruled in favor of the state, but it was appealed and went before the Supreme Court. This summer, the high court sent the case back to the Fourth Circuit, keeping a new decision in mind, coming from a case that found New York's gun carry law unconstitutional. Luke Luger, WTOP News. Two dogs are dead after a large fire broke out at a row house in Chevy Chase, Maryland, this afternoon. A spokesman for Montgomery County Fire says it began just after 2.30 on Chevy Chase Drive near Hillendale Road. Fire crews put it out within 10 minutes. The family who lives in the row house was not home, but unfortunately their dogs were. The fire department says the dogs likely died after being trapped in the house filled with smoke. No humans were injured. The fire caused a quarter million dollars of damage. The Potomac River is our area's main and in some cases only source of drinking water. But that may soon change. Our drinking water supply is vulnerable. We do run the risk of the Potomac River becoming unavailable due to drought or a contamination event, accidental or intentional. Michael Nardalilli of the Interstate Commission on the Potomac River Basin, he's pleased Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton's final version of the Water Resources Development Act would authorize a study by the Army Corps of Engineers to find a secondary drinking water source and additional drinking water storage. So we're talking about a very long process, but every journey begins with a single step, and this is the first step. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. Money News at 25 and 55. Still a red-hot job market? I'm Mark Hamrick with the Bankrate.com Personal Finance Minute. The November jobs report topped expectations. First of all, with the number of jobs added, the unemployment rate was steady. Investors reacted negatively to the report. How can that be since it affirmed what workers might want to see? Job security. It's not all that uncommon, a divide between Wall Street and Main Street. With wage growth over the past year rising 5.1%, the jobs report provided fresh evidence the Federal Reserve has more work to do in its battle against inflation. Growth in payrolls came in at 263,000. The average this year has been 392,000, but only 272,000 over the previous three months. The jobless rate stable at 3.7%, just above the recent lows of 3.5%. That translates to some 6 million unemployed. I'm Mark Hamry. Looking for clues tonight to the New York Stock Exchange when it opens tomorrow? Well, we look overseas to Tokyo. The Nikkei average is down more than a quarter percent. And the Shanghai in China is down a half percent in Monday morning trading in Asia. Coming up, traffic and weather, and then the three-decade-old bombing of Pan Am Flight 103. Back in the headlines, the suspected bomb maker in the terror plot is being brought to justice. It's 926. I want to break free. 
ready to break free? Book a dream vacation with Norwegian and the second guest cruises free in Europe, Alaska.